on this blue and green marble you hailing from. And if you got ears that kind of work or you got fingers that can do the Braille thing, come listen to the best radio station, as far as I'm concerned, in the world. Tap in. And specifically, why don't you check outside stage with Trav right before me, one to three. You got Kind of Talking D with Wilson. That's me. Every Thursday, 4 o'clock, I get in here. 420, open a big fat bag of cannabis news. That'll be the clue for the first-time listener that the subject matter for this hour is cannabis, the benefits of cannabis, cannabis legalization, and just general cannabis news that I curate from last week or this week, however you want to say it. I like to say it's this week in weed. And maybe I could get like a little sounder, you know, boop, 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 boop. Hey, I'm just working on it, man. I'm just working on it. Right after me, Stinky Arts Music Mart. As far as I know, it's still on. I get a whiff of stink in here. I'm not entirely convinced because I haven't heard, but uh, stay tuned for that. And then no Black Ring Ritual because I, I don't know if you guys got the memo, but it is stupid nasty out there. As I look out the uh, window here in the heart of downtown Fargo, I see the snow has subsided. But a lot of wet snow, man. If you're in a snowman making, dude, this is the snow for you. And in fact, if you want to go to jail for assault with a snowball, today is the day for you to make that snowball, friend. But first, you got to get pretty angry. You got to get really angry. Now, I don't know if I could help you get angry, but uh, if you're angry, you could probably get angrier on your own. So we'll go ahead and let you do that. I believe cannabis was created by God himself. The main man, the man, the main man, the main God I worship. The only God I worship. At Antioch Church every Sunday, 11 a.m. I'm on stick duty and we have the Christmas program tomorrow, Sunday night at 6. There are going to be snacks afterwards. I'm on the sticks. We've got a little nine-year-old also drumming. Pretty good. He's pretty good. I wouldn't say he's better than me because he's only 10, right? But he might be. That's neither here nor there. If you're down for a night of festive holiday music and a Christmas-themed program, December 18th, 6 o'clock, Antioch Church on Main, come through. Come see me. I know I probably won't be dressed as fancy as I do on Sunday mornings. Ah, of course I will be. I'll have a bow wrapped on my head. I'll have two reindeer out in the parking lot. You know me. Anyway, I believe God put cannabis here to for us to use as we see fit. And I find that it fits into my life pretty nice. And uh, maybe next week as we do kind of a holiday show, I'll focus on stories of where people have found benefits to cannabis, you know, as we go into the new year. I mean, there's tons of stories of just people who just was kind of afraid of it. And then they had an aunt in Maryland that it was it was legal there. And she found that it really helped with her hip displacement. Bloody, bloody, blue, blue, blue turned on her sister in Minnesota. She got a death by gummy, and now she's in prison. Just kidding. Northland Vapor, we praying for you. Man, if you haven't heard that story, Google it. Uh, the state of Minnesota suing stinking Northland Vapor for apparently kicking down the big fatty pack of gummies. They're lying death by gummy, and uh, I hope that works out. Uh, they claim uh, no foul play, and they're doing everything above board. However, I seen a bag that said 250 MIGs and you're only supposed to have 50. I don't know, 50 times 5, 250, sounds like that's five times more than you should have. But again, I suck at math. I just did the drugs. I didn't deal them because I didn't know how to make, you know, two for five, two for five. I didn't know how to do it. Of course, I had friends that did, right, right? But listen, as we go into the holiday season, please consider making Radio Free Fargo part of your year in giving. That's right. Give us money. 
95.9 doesn't get government funding, grants, or advertisement income. We are nonprofit. Please give to us so we can continue to give to the FM area and beyond. Thank you and a Merry Christmas from this crazy, Jesus name, tongue talking, holy rolling cannabis advocate, Mr. Wilson. So, anyway, Kenna Talk ND on Instagram. I post stuff up every once in a while. But again, I post as much stuff up as anybody with ADHD who doesn't really care posts. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? This show, though, is brought to you by Black Cottage Alchemy, blackcottagealchemy.com, Black Cottage Alchemy on Facebook. The body butter is what you need everywhere you need stuff. How, how uh, deep is that, huh? That's philosophical for you. And it means get some. You can come downtown to Toshi Products here. There's 1,600 megs of locally grown hemp CBD. There's uh, myrrh, frankincense, comfrey, bunch of oils. It's good stuff. Get it. And thank you, Black Cottage Alchemy, for sponsoring this show. Now, I believe we can go ahead and get into some tunes. Um, we got kind of a holiday feel, but next uh, Thursday it's going to be you know, I say jingle bells, but I I ain't playing that. Everybody plays jingle bells. So I got a couple I like to play every year. And so we'll get into that next stinking Thursday. But right now, here's vacation. Dirty heads on 95.9. Oh, yeah, I'm on vacation. Hey, dirty heads. 2017 here on KRWF 95.9. RadioFreeFargo.org is streaming everywhere in the world. You are. So you want to get your ear full have some cannabis talk, some benefits of cannabis, some general good tunes. It's all here on Radio Free Fargo. Come check it out. And in this holiday season, if you're feeling froggy and you're feeling warm and fuzzy and you like oh, what do we do, kick us down something, huh? Break us off a little. We'll take Bitcoin. I don't know if we will. But we do run on money and we rarely ask and we have no outside fundage besides you, the listener. So come on, huh? Give me a nickel. You don't have to give me a nickel. Somebody, somebody, 95.9 Radio Free Fargo will take your nickel. So go online. I'm sure there's a place you can uh, donate, blah, 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 blah. This programming on KRWF 95.9 is being underwritten by Discontent Fargo. Discontent Fargo is your high-class counterculture lifestyle store. Discontent is your destination for the smoke and vape culture, providing a dense selection of artist-based handcrafted, handcrafted glassworks, vapor products, and lifestyle apparel. That's clothes. Discontent Fargo is located at 512 Broadway in downtown Fargo. Open 10 to 9, Monday through Saturday and noon to 7 on the Lord's Day. For more information, check out Discontent Fargo on Facebook and their Instagram at Discontent Stores. Again, you're listening to Canna Talk ND with Wilson. I'm Wilson. Right up after me is Stinky Arts Music Mart. There is normally Black Ring Ritual, but uh, it no today because, like I said, unless you're living under a rock, and if you are, it's probably warmer under there. We've had some snowing going on, and it's beautiful snowman-making weather. I mean, it's just heavy and thick. We probably got, I don't know, maybe maybe a foot and a half of wet snow, which probably equals, what, three feet of dry snow? So most people ain't getting out and about. I, on the other hand, I'm an idiot, and I like to uh, dispel the lazy stoner motif that uh, we all get, us greenies, you know, us green beans. So you stay in the house, you non-go-getter, and this guy will trudge through the snow just to tell you guys about the benefits of cannabis and to play some tunes. And we'll dance and we'll sing. It'll be great. So I'm going to talk uh, the next few minutes here before we get into kind of talking D with Wilson, which happens every Thursday at 420. Open a big fat bag of cannabis. 
news. But uh, again, I just kind of wanted to recap. Uh, last Thursday, Brittany Griner, the WNBA player who was stuck in a gulag in a penal colony in Russia for a couple of vape pens, had been swapped. Now, everybody rejoice in the cannabis culture because, I mean, and when I sat back and looked at it, because I was pretty emotional last Thursday because I was just dealing with it and I was trying to process it in real time, really, as I was on on the air. Uh, so I say any win, anytime you give up, you know, and somebody gets, you know, gets their life back because of cannabis, wherever you are and whatever it is, I got to say salute, right? I got to say salute. I'm a cannabis advocate. We got her back cannabis you should never be in a stinking russian gulag however it is the law there and she's aware of it however we would argue i would argue that she's been through that airport a million times with cannabis pens but all of a sudden you throw in a little ukraine war and things change that's all i'm saying things might have changed things got politically weird you know and i would imagine that uh britney griner lives free in russia you know i would imagine she smells like cannabis every once in a while somebody had to know you know and so i say good for her welcome back uh there are a couple other people i want to highlight here in the next few minutes just because it ain't all about britney we got mark fogel here 61 year old he was arrested in russia last year after authorities found medical cannabis in his possession he had a card he's got back pain legitimate as legitimate goes but he's not even uh He's not even uh, specified as wrongfully detained. You need like 11 of the 15 or whatever, which is crazy, you know. And so we'll read a little bit about this. I just want to, you know, bring the spotlight to Mark Fogel. He's still over there. We've got stinking Whalen, the Marine. All right. The Marine and the teacher. They're still over there. We got the basketball player back. Bless her heart. But I'd like to see the uh, Marine and the teacher. uh, I don't know. Get the same kind of uh, attention. That's all I'm saying. I think when we talk about humanity and and we talk about, you know, every human is valuable, it seems like you did kind of decide, didn't you? You kind of decide which body was valuable, right? I mean, because there's two more, you know? So let's get Mark Fogel out. Let's just, you know, let's not forget him. All right. Uh, Politico, this is uh, published a story last week uh, on Mark Fogel. Uh, Fogel's case bears a striking similarity to Griner's, apparently. He was, uh, which has captured national headlines. Uh, he's a 61 year old history teacher from Pennsylvania who lived in Russia, teaching at an Anglo American school in Moscow, was taken into custody by Russian authorities. He had about a half ounce of that loud, loud on him, stashed in his luggage. Drugs had been prescribed to him by doctors in the U.S. to help treat chronic pain stemming from a series of injuries and operations, but Fogel's reasons didn't matter. Ten months later, they convicted him of drug trafficking, sentenced him to 14 years in prison. Okay? So, he was transferred from Moscow to one of Russia's most notorious penal colonies. He's slated to serve the remainder of his sentence. So, shout out to the Mark Fogel family. I'm praying for you. Wailing as well. And let's not forget, okay? Let's do what we can to get these other dudes back. Feel me? Okay. Wow. That uh, that is that. So again, I'm glad Brittany Griner is back. It's a great win for cannabis. But then, I mean, when you think about geopolitical chess moves, though, I mean, I don't know what you think, but I think it was horrible. That's all. I don't. I don't know. I'm, I just have an opinion. You know what I mean? So anyway, I'm going to get into a little holiday stuff. This is 
from the Christmas Memories album, Tommy Emmanuel, who is in town. This guy, I mean, even somebody who hates Amazing Grace is going to like this version. Here's Amazing Grace, Tommy Emmanuel, 95.9. Ooh. All right. Man. I feel like I need a shower. That was Tommy Emmanuel, Amazing Grace from his Christmas memories. That guy, man, that guitar. Whoa. I wish I could play just a fraction of that. Anyway, kind of talking to you with Wilson every Thursday. I get in here at 4 o'clock, 420 up, and a big fat bag of cannabis news, and that's happening right stinking now. Here on 95.9 Radio Free Fargo. Check it out on the other side of this. We're going to talk about cannabis. So if you got a medical card, maybe you should put some ice in that long glass cylinder. Gurgle, gurgle, friends. We'll see you in a minute. Hey, it's Phil from Canaheads. Like this episode? Hit that like button. And if you enjoy the show, hit that subscribe button to stay up to date on cannabis news local and national. Listen live on 95.9 in the Fargo, North Dakota region from 4 to 5 p.m. on Thursday. For our non-Fargo region friends, you can listen on your favorite podcast platform. Just search Canatalk ND with Wilson. Now enjoy the show. Hey, everybody. How's everybody doing? Canatalk ND with Wilson is happening. 422 or something. Who's counting, huh? It's a blizzard out there. It's cold out. But inside here... We're scraping resin off the console, my friends. I'm just making stuff up. But anyway, we're going to talk about cannabis and the benefits of cannabis. Cannabis news from last week. I almost didn't come in because I didn't know, you know, because it was kind of a it's kind of a low, low and slow week for cannabis. I mean, things definitely happened and we'll talk about it. Uh, will I have to start riffing at uh, 440? Possibly. Will I say stuff that isn't real? Maybe. But until then, it's all going to be on the uh, on the up and up, my friends. And we're going to talk about cannabis here from high times. Rhode Island, which you forget about Rhode Island, huh? I forgot all about Rhode Island. Should be more like Rhode Highland. <laughs> oh, Rhode Island rakes in $1.6 million in the first week of wreck cannabis sales. Let me read that again because it sounds pretty wild, doesn't it? Rhode Island rakes in $1.6 million in first week of recreational cannabis sales. Sales launched December 1st in Rhode Island. Rhode Island's new adult cannabis market open for business. And so far, business is good. Local news station WPRI Citing the state's Department of Reg, reported this week uh, six cannabis dispensaries, five of which are currently authorized to sell to REC, collectively sold just about you know over uh, a million and a half from December 1st to December 7th. Less than half of those sales were for REC and about 786, and the rest, about 845, were sales to medical cannabis patients. Again, I would argue that a lot of those recreational cannabis buyers also benefited medically. And that's what we forget. You know, I mean, I mean, soda, soda might make you alert, might give you that little extra jump, but you're going to crash. You can have inflammation. You get obese. You get diabetes. You know, what's the trade off? Cannabis, you might have a little fun. You might giggle a little. You might dance. You might eat two or three sleeves of Oreos. But your homeostasis will be balanced. Your inflammation will be reduced. Your anxieties will, you know, most likely be gone. You'll rest well. You'll wake up and you won't be like, oh, I shouldn't eat that extra, you know, 
Northland Vapor Gummy. Just kidding, Northland. I feel for you. I do, and I hope everything works out. Anyway, there's a medical benefit. So even if you rock the wreck, medical is going to, you're going to get it too. You're going to, it's like a double win. It's a double win. I mean, again, I mean, vaping, uh, concentrates, dabbing 80 foot glass tubes, you know, upside down, hanging from like chains on your ankles. Yeah, there might be some risk there. There, there, We might have to start discussing some safety concerns. But general consumption and general usage as a consumer of cannabis, I mean, it's safer than stinking Shasta. You know what I'm saying? So, again, I always say the worst side effect to utilizing cannabis is that it makes you feel better. That's, that's the only side effect and symptom that I notice. However, there's, you know, we can discuss indica versus sativa and, you know, anxieties and, and strengths and all that. You know, and then the hydroxy 11, which is what happens when you eat it and it, when it hits your liver. That's why it takes so long. Because it, it, you don't feel the effects till it passes through the liver. Then when the liver metabolizes it, it turns into hydroxy 11, which is even crazier strong. And, you know, half of you idiots that's ate, you know, more than two cookies knows what I'm talking about. But anyway, Governor Dan McKee signed a bill that was passed by lawmakers in the State General Assembly. It was recre- recreationally legalized in May by the governor. The law made it legal for adults age 21 and older to cultivate and possess while also establishing the regulatory framework. So uh, the law will give courts until July 1, 2024 to automatically expunge past convictions, and those who want their expungement sooner may request it. Huh. Groovy. So there's five compassion centers that were giving approval. I love the name, Compassion. I dig it. We'll move on. This is kind of a crazy story. Uh, This is from MaryJane.com, published December 15th. The the, uh, the heading is, a tribal cannabis shop is selling. Oh, just for fun, I want to say, when, when you wonder, like, why I never say the other words, because I believe, you know, they're the reason cannabis is illegal, is because we, we allowed people to manipulate what we thought about cannabis by changing the names. Mary Jane, we, dope, pot, it's cannabis. But you say I'm all hopped up on pot or dope, huh? Right. But if I'm medicating with cannabis, that's what I'm really doing. So anytime there's a headline like this, it basically says a tribal pot shop is selling $20 ounces. I won't read it like that. I'm going to say a tribal cannabis shop is selling 20 bucks, $20 ounces, which is crazy, tax free to decolonize its business. So that's one way to stick it to the man, says Caitlin, who wrote this article. We're going to find out about this. Oh, and then I have a fun Santa visits, Santa visits Mrs. Fetterman story just to warm all of our hearts, each and every one of our cold black hearts. Okay. One Chippewa cannabis store is taking on Canadian regulators. You get them. You get them, Chippewa, by calling its own shots. Yeah, I like it. On its own terms. I like that, too. On December 3rd, Spirit River Cannabis in London, Ontario, officially opened its doors with no provincial licensing in place. Not dispensing freedom reported. The business says it'll operate 24 hours a day and is offering $20 ounces completely tax-free. Well, you got my attention. Uh, can somebody give me a ride? I got a passport. Let's go. Pick me up. I'm not going to tell you where I live, though. Yeah, I will. Park outside the gardener and holler my name. 
Spirit Rivers owners cite the move as a step towards economic reconciliation. I, I agree, I guess. I, I don't know what they're up to. Perhaps the first time an indigenous cannabis business launched in a major urban center with no licensing agreements from a settler state. We're exercising our constitutional rights and our treaty rights to fend off economic genocide. This guy, Maurice, huh? This is a medicine, unquote. French says that the business will provide traditional medicine to indigenous individuals on the Chippewa Nation's land. He maintains it is his constitutional right to do so, as per sections 25 and 35 of Canada's Constitution, which his uncle and advocate, Chief Del Riley of the Crane Clan Chippewa Nation, helped author. Chief Del Riley has been an outspoken advocate for indigenous rights within the cannabis space. He's toured the country. He talks. The chief, he uh, and his nephew personally delivered a letter announcing the opening of Spirit River Cannabis Company's London location to London's mayor and police chief. I appreciate that the city of London's land acknowledgement expresses your recognition of sovereign nature of the Chippewa Nation and the city's willingness to decolonize and uphold our treaty rights. Spirit River's newly opened fourth location, a trailer in central London. That's gangster, isn't it? A stinking trailer. A city of nearly 500,000 residents will operate under the North Shore Anishinaabek Cannabis Association's regulations. Spirit River also owns stores in Ipperwash, Melbourne, and whatever. In contrast to Ontario's provincial regulations, Spirit River staff has been trained in the medical applications of its products. Perhaps most significantly, it will not be paying taxes to Ontario or Canada. Stacking it to the man. Indigenous cannabis entrepreneurs in Canada have long held that they are bound by no regulatory structures except those of their own First Nations. Many see the budding cannabis industry as an opportunity for the indigenous communities to seek the economic justice that has been denied to them by centuries of colonization. Here, here. I couldn't agree more. And $20 ounces, am I right? Okay, so here's high times. ACLU of Nevada sues board for classifying cannabis under Schedule 1. ACLU, that's people who fight for us, are the good guys, I think. Uh, they uh, sued the Nevada Board of Pharmacy. It continues to unwind. Now, I don't know about this, so let's just uh, take a look at it. Uh, the ACLU isn't accepting the Nevada Board of Pharmacy's classification of cannabis. Despite legal cannabis for adult use 21 and over, the Board of Pharmacy continues to list cannabis as a Schedule One substance having no medical value. See, that just ain't right. A back-and-forth legal saga ensued beginning earlier this year. Uh, the CEIC, which is the Cannabis Equity Inclusion Community, uh, focused on policies that would make opportunities real and attainable. Poole was convicted of felony possession of controlled substance for possessing cannabis after it was legalized. So, it's wrong as a matter of law because our state constitution specifically names a number of medical uses for cannabis. District Court's ruling was very clear in confirming this. I think it's also wrong as a matter of common sense. The people of Nevada have made it very clear that we want to regulate cannabis in a manner similar to alcohol and to move away from old obsolete ideas about how marijuana is from the failed war on drugs. And again, I don't, I don't know that it's, I have a hard time calling it drugs and I have a hard time calling it something similar to alcohol because I guarantee you as somebody who hasn't drank in a few years, praise God, you know, booze is a killer. I know likey and it's got all kinds of side effects and it's not good. It just numbs and dumbs. Am I right? Hey, ooh. placing cannabis on Schedule 1, as the federal government does, essentially means that the board believes cannabis has more risk than fentanyl. So, ACLU says no one should be incarcerated for cannabis ever. So, we'll see how that goes, and we'll keep you posted. 
Here we got uh, from Cannabis Moment, nearly 2 million cannabis convictions have been pardoned or expunged in the U.S. in the past five years, a new report shows. There has been renewed national interest in cannabis clemency since President Joe B. issued a mass marijuana pardon. But while the presidential action has been viewed by advocates as a welcome step in the right direction, it's severely limited in scope due to large due in large part to the fact that the vast majority of cases take place at the state level, falling outside of the president's jurisdiction. So just a whole lot of hot air, you know. So let's look at pardons here. Pardons. Nevada has made a consistent effort to right the wrongs. 2020, he pardoned more than 15,000 people. Washington State, 2019, uh, he said 3,500 Washington residents would qualify for the relief. One day before legal rec sales launched in Illinois, uh, Governor J.B. Prickster announced that his office was pardoning more than 11,000. Kansas City Mayor facilitated pardons for 8,000 residents. Colorado, looks like over 5,000. Birmingham, holla at you, Bama. Mayor Randall Woodfin said at a congressional hearing last month that he's processed about 23,000 pardons. Awesome. Governor of Oregon estimated... Relief provided to 45,000 people. Hundreds of pardons in Wisconsin. Governor Tony. We got Tom Tom Wolf. He said he received about 3,500 clemency acclimations. It was recently reported, though, that only a couple hundred have been conditionally approved. Sounds like Doug Burgum's expungement deal. Okay, so you're listening to Can of Talk and D with Wilson. I'm Wilson. On KRWF 95.9, Radio Free Fargo. I get in here at 4 o'clock, 420, open a big fat bag of cannabis news. And that's what we're playing around inside now is my opened bag of cannabis news. This is from MaryJane.com. New York allows adult use shops to deliver cannabis before they open. So this is interesting, and there's some like technicalities here that I kind of just want to look at. New York is planning to kickstart its long-delayed adult use market. And again, these guys have been delayed for a while. Uh, they've been trying to... 20 months ago, cannabis was legalized in New York. 20 months. Okay. 20 months. So they're still waiting. Last week, the State Office of Cannabis Management, OCM, which is uh, not to be confused with uh, the wrapping homie, ODB, issued a new set of regulations that lay out the rules for weed delivery in the Empire State. Licensed adult use retailers will be allowed to employ up to 25 staff members to deliver cannabis by bicycle, vehicle, foot, drone, uh, trained weasel, raccoons. Customers will only be able to order online or by phone and will need to present ID proving they are, you know, 21 or older. But most importantly, businesses will be allowed to begin delivering cannabis before they even have opened up their physical storefronts. The decision is last-ditch effort to get cannabis underway before the year's out. New York Cannabis legalized over 20 months ago, but state officials have seriously fumbled the rollout of adult use sales. Of course, they have. This year, Governor Kathy Hochul, I mean Hochul, I mean Hochul, I mean Hockel, I don't know, hatched a new plan to get cannabis on the shelves by allowing existing hemp companies to grow cannabis for the adult use market. Uh, but even with this progress, sales still haven't begun. Uh, an out-of-state business owner sued the state in an attempt to steal a business license, which put nearly half of the whatever on hold indefinitely. So, basically, retailers will be allowed to deliver it. Delivery, I think, can actually help to reach more people than a traditional brick and mortar. Yeah, I mean, if you can make the cash, drive it around. However, delivery guys with sack stuff with cash, making them a prime target for er, for robbery, you know, that's not great. But anyway, 
Let's hope they just reduce that schedule down. That's what we really need. I think I'm going to wrap up uh, this uh, is it episode, this hour of Canada Talking D with Wilson, and I'll just set it up. It's called Adventures with Santa at Braddock, Pennsylvania. Santa visits the Fettermans. So that'll be a nice Christmas fun story I'll read for you guys and tuck you in before I get out of here. I get out a lot. I'm going to go do a little more work, but I get I get out of the rest of my shift tonight. So that's exciting. I'm going to cook extra special tonight for myself. Now, let's talk about this. This is from also from Mary Jane. This is interesting. I've kind of read it, and I think it's funny. I don't know that he does say this, but we'll, we'll figure it out. Super Bowls. Chris Long reveals how he, ba- how, he be- how he beat the NFL's drug test and smoked the competition. The two-time Super Bowl champ never got caught blazing cannabis despite the league's draconian drug test. Let's check this out. Super Bowl champ said he smoked cannabis during his NFL career, and he recently revealed how he beat the test. Now, again, I just don't think they are going to put the test beating in here. Long explained his process to Fox News. Maybe you can Google that. While visiting the uh, cannabis retailer Cureleaf in Bordentown, New Jersey last week. The retired pro football player first won a Super Bowl ring in 2016 with the the Pats and then again in 2018 with the Eagles. According to Long, he talked to uh, manage pain and get good sleep. However, since everyone knew when the league would administer the drug test, they also knew when they should stop smoking to avoid testing positive. Oh, you know when they are, he said. The couple of weeks that I needed to be off, honestly, the time I would spend off cannabis before my test, I was the worst version of myself because I wasn't restful. I was anxious. Long cited his intense training regimen as well as brutal games as a defensive end contributed to his chronic pain and lack of sleep. He said he was anxious and irritable during the weeks he would abstain from cannabis due to poor sleep. But once the drug test was over, he returned to his normal, normal chiller self. I'm going to read these last two sentences again. He said, He was anxious and irritable during the weeks he would abstain from cannabis due to poor sleep. But once the drug test was over, he returned to his normal chiller self. Now, you could argue, well, he was addicted. He was withdrawing here. He was withdrawing in them weeks. Then he gives himself the drug back. He goes back to normal. Thing is, is cannabis doesn't have addictive properties. Nobody's died. You know, your tolerance can be adjusted. But there's an argument that says he was withdrawing there, which is interesting. Because I don't believe so. I know I'm be- my, my better self is when I utilize cannabis. Now, they've raised the testing threshold now, so it's easier to get around it, he said. But I do think removing the stigma in sports is very important. Like, we're removing the stigma in general. I mean, it's something you have to use responsibly, but it's not something we should be afraid of. In February, the NFL changed its cannabis policies for the better. They shortened the drug testing windows to two weeks from four months. The league also agreed with the players to stop suspending them for testing positive. Uh, They also raised the metabolite threshold uh, to 150 from 35. Long went on to describe how he largely avoided alcohol during his football career and preferred to smoke jizzoints on parties, at parties. He says he uses it for social anxiety because he'll go somewhere and everybody else is drinking three or four drinks. And I'm not really into, you know, going to a dinner party and putting four to six back. I like to smoke a joint in the parking lot before I go because for me, that's my one or two glasses of Merlot or something. Long also said... Cannabis helped him focus on his career. Really, it's up to people to figure out responsibly and careful because this is a par- is, this is powerful stuff and it is a powerful solution. So, shout out to other NFL players. Ricky Williams, he's got his own cannabis brand, Heisman. Retired defensive end, Leonard Marshall, he runs the CBD oil. 
And now we got a dude on the board of directors, a former lineman, Eugene Monroe. So that's good stuff. And again, when it comes to recovery, cannabis really helps. Helps with range of motion. It's crazy. So let me hurry up and read this, and then we'll get to the Santa story. This is from Cannabis Now. Why is regulating cannabis in Spain so difficult? I don't know. So let's check it out. At a time when many parts of the world are experiencing an acceleration in cannabis reform, Spain has moved at its own pace. Legally speaking, cannabis is illegal. However, it's decrimmed or it's decriminalized in Spain. However, enforcement is inconsistent and private cannabis activity is permitted. That combination has fostered an environment that's very favorable for consumers, but it poses challenges for advocates seeking to regulate cannabis. So it's no secret that Spain is bursting with cannabis commerce. Any, any consumer who's traveled to Spain, particularly Barcelona, will likely be quick to tell you that cannabis is easy to acquire there. They'll also probably tell you that cannabis is of outstanding quality. All of that creates a double-edged sword. Um, why pass regulations if things are so great for consumers? This is a logical question that points to the heart of the unique situation. After all, cannabis clubs are common in Spain and cannabis is largely tolerated particularly on a personal level. So why rock the boat? It is a popular discussion point that comes up early and often at the Cannabis Business Conference in Barcelona. As good as things are in Spain, believe it or not, they could be even better in multiple ways via a regulated industry. Now, you can read the rest of that on your own, Cannabis Now, as to why cannabis regulation in Spain is so difficult. But I just want to get to the holiday story because I'm about done. So this is from High Times. Santa headed southeast from Pittsburgh, stopping briefly at the free store founded by Giselle Fetterman in Burdock, Pennsylvania, dropping off a load of previously loved bicycles. He'd follow the calling of service of Giselle since she was a young woman, relocating to Pennsylvania to work beside her now husband, John, while he was mayor of the town, then supporting him as general. Still by his side today, supporting his run as state senator. Santa knew a good egg when he saw one, and he couldn't wait to meet the woman beloved in her state. So loved is she that the mantra, vote for Giselle's husband, was commonly heard throughout the campaign. He was also aware she was honest about her medicinal use of cannabis for chronic pain after a series of accidents throughout her life, advocating that her state legalize a plant alongside her husband. Santa steered Rudolph towards the rooftop of the Fetterman's home. So proud of his state's history of steel, Senator Fetterman converted the former Superior Motors building into his family home. The mill was the first to lay railroad tracks across the country. Superior Motors was one of the country's first indoor car dealerships with an old Chevy needed to be removed via crane from the soon-to-be home. Giselle Fetterman lay next to her sleeping husband thinking about the holiday at hand. Not a creature was stirring when she heard a bump in the night on the rooftop. Rubbing the sleep from her eyes, she could barely believe what she saw. Ho, ho, ho! Didn't mean to startle you, Santa said, gingerly stepping down and out of the sled as the reindeer made themselves comfortable on the expansive rooftop. I'm opposed to miracles, Giselle said with an unsure smile. Just give me a minute to take it all in. Oh, I'm not opposed to miracles. Well, I'm no miracle to spread the love of giving just like you. My hope is that you are as excited to meet me as I am to meet you. You are one of our people. Your selfless and loving ways have not been missed by my missus either. Santa pulled out a small dropper bottle of tincture from his pocket and offered it to Giselle, who is now fondly stroking Rudolph's nose. You probably haven't thought of this, but my lower back can get a bit sore sitting upon this wooden sled. Oh, 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 he said with a seriousness. The elves started growing hemp up at the North Pole, and Mrs. Claus makes this tincture. She wanted you to have a bottle. The hemp tincture made by Mrs. Claus was made using high CBD and low THC compound counts and was hybridized by the late, great Lawrence Ringo of Southern Humboldt County, 
Ringo hybridized low THC plants together for his own chronic back pain and what he referred to as the God plant. The original cannabis plants that would be found in holy anointing oil from the Bible did not have the high THC count we have today, which I prefer that myself. Both frankincense and myrrh are highly medicinal, not just incense. I don't think most people understand that about most plants or why they brought medicine to the child in the manger, said Santa. Giselle understood this and graciously accepted a small bottle with gratitude, but she was also a bit stunned. It was a lot to take in. Santa, a cannabis advocate, the elves farmers, Mrs. Claus, an apothecary, weed and holy anointing oil. This man in a red suit flying through the air offered up more than physical gifts on Christmas Eve, she thought, pondering gifting him extra cookies by the hearth next year. She also knew in her heart if her gentle giant of a husband could win state senate, her very existence in this life in this country was a crapshoot to begin with. So, Silent Night, Holy Night. I read that you, I read that you have three strikes against you, Santa continued. You began your life in this country as an illegal immigrant. You are a woman and a cannabis patient. Yes, that's right. With these thick eyebrows, they just don't know what to make of me, she says. Santa chuckles. But I believe that education is everything when it comes to cannabis. It's been misunderstood for a very long time, Santa says. So many have realized the plant as medicine. It's true. You think about it, I too am illegal. Every year I cross borders for the greater good of making children happy by giving illegally imported gifts. I pay no tariffs. My reindeer aren't even documented to be in the U.S., but here we are. There are double standards everywhere in every country. The two had a good laugh at Santa's perspective. The stars in the sky shine brightly above Braddock as the two took in this very special Christmas Eve together. So we're going to leave you with that. Merry Christmas to all and to all a good night. Santa called back. And God bless each and every one of you all. And a Merry Christmas. You've been listening to Canna Talk ND with Wilson. Every Thursday, 420, open a big fat bag of cannabis news. And that just happened. Thank you for joining me. Programming on 95.9 FM, Radio Free Fargo, Care Double FLP is being underwritten by Drummer's Journey. Drummer's Journey offers percussion instruments, hardcore, hardcore, maybe, hardware, electronics, accessories, and more. They have full services for drummers, including repair, custom building, and lessons. Drummer's Journey is located at Highway 10 East Mall in Moorhead, Minnesota. Their hours are Monday through Thursday, 11 to 7. Fridays and Saturdays, 11 to 5. Sundays, noon to 5. For more info, check drummersjourney.com. They have a profile on Facebook. All right, well, let's get you into some toony tunes. Then we'll tuck you in, and then we'll get out of here. Here's a little cover by Cass Haley, Fishing in the Dark on 95.9. That was Cass Haley doing a reggae version of... Stinking reggae version of Fishing in the Dark here on KRWF 95.9 Radio Free Fargo. This show is called Can I Talk ND with Wilson. I'm Wilson. Right before me was Side Stage with Trav. Right after me is usually Stinky Arts Music Mart from 5 to 7. I don't know that that's going to happen. I do know Black Ring Ritual is not happening this evening. So just settle in and listen to music through our automation. It's one of a kind and I would argue the best in town. When it comes to uh, song choices that you won't hear anywhere else. So I'm going to jump out of here. This show is brought to you by Black Cottage Alchemy. Black Cottage Alchemy on Facebook. BlackCottageAlchemy.com. Or come downtown here to Tochi Products and pick up some there. Again, like I like to say, I'm a Pentecostal. I'm an avid Christian. Who's Who's the drummer at my church? Antioch. 417 Main Avenue, and Sunday at 6 p.m. we've got a Christmas program and fat snacks afterwards. So just keep that in mind. I'll be on stick duty 
So if you want to come after I'm done, that's fine. Just kidding. But anyhow, I talk about the benefits of cannabis. And this holiday season, when everybody is around their loved ones, that's the best time to bring up cannabis, the benefits of it. What do they think of it? And, you know, just to be an educator, an educator of the truth. And the truth is, is cannabis has never killed anybody. And in fact, it was used as medicinal reasons up until the 30s. And then it got politicized and demonized for political reasons and for capitalist reasons. You know, it's all about money. So don't get it twisted and think it was about a moral thing, you know, because it was very racist in, in application, in fact. You know, it was very racist. So anyhow, I'm going to jump out of this place. And I just want you guys to be good to each other. Stay warm. Stay inside if you can. If you don't live here and you're listening from, say, Guam, well, go swimming, loser. Anyhow, I'm out of here. I'll be back next Thursday before Christmas. So educate yourself so you can educate others on the benefits of cannabis. I'll be in next time. Until then, it's David Allen. Judgment Day. Peace. (laughs) 